BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. I am so excited. First of all, because it's Wednesday, happy hump day to all of you. Please don't forget to hump someone you love, whether it's your partner or your dog. It doesn't matter because it's a special day, mostly because it's hump day, but also because I am joined by one of the great loves of my life, filling in for Jackie today, Miss Taylor Strecker. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. I'm so excited. I missed. I mean, I always miss you, but I get to see you. But I, it's been it's been a minute since I've been on the show. I know. I'm so glad you're here for a multitude of reasons. One, we have so much to catch up on. I don't believe you have been on this show since you've become a fiance. I have not. Are you wearing your ring? I am not. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't That's fit okay. my fingers. I won't tell Taylor. I won't tell I Taylor. <laughs> um, but also because we just have so much to catch up on. Jackie gets a day off while she's on vacation and yes. everyone wins except for me because I'm still here working. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm so happy to be here. We do have so much to catch up with. I mean, I feel like it's been God, Claudia. How long? Oh, like, like a really long time because years. Ja- no, because J- we've been in COVID for a year. Oh, you yes. came on the Patreon recently. That was really fun. That was so fun. I came to your apartment, went on the Patreon. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, that sw- was fun. I swang in and out, but I'm really excited to be here today. Can I say what I want to say? P- literally, I just want to put one disclaimer. I'm up in Pennsylvania with TPG. We're having such a nice day. His dogs are super loud. So if you hear barking, it's just Celine and Marshall living their best lives. Nothing to be alarmed. Okay. I just this Monday, just this week, just two days ago, launched my motherfucking own Patreon. So um, welcome. Thank you, Queen. Claudia, you have been telling me, you can say right now I told you so, because you've been telling me for years, years. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. Like, I, I really feel like your journey is your journey. I Thank did you. tell you so. I did, but I'm not going like, to rub it in. It's just like a matter of fact kind of thing. But I don't know why it took me so long. If I'm being completely honest, it's like, now that I'm over here, I'm like, I'm such a moron. Like, such yeah. an idiot for taking well, this long, but whatevs. We can... Let's backtrack because I feel like we've gotten actually a lot of new toasters um, in the last year because of COVID who might not be familiar with your story. Okay. And I find it just to be such a story of like empowerment um, with Thank your you. radio show. So why don't you tell everyone like, a, like for those who don't know, apologies for, for, the, for those who are obsessed with Taylor and already know, but tell us like a little bit about how you got here. <clears throat> so I have been in radio for like audio, if you will. I mean, you guys, I was in radio before podcasting even existed. I'm a thousand and three years old. So, but I look like a cherub, but (laughs) I, (laughs) a little chubby baby is what I look like. I, um, so I've been in radio for a while. I worked at Sirius XM for like 
10, 11 years, I worked for Cosmo Radio, which was like the magazine. And mm-hmm. back in the day, Cosmo was like the number one women selling magazine. So it was kind of a big deal. I got it like right out of college, like super young. And um, it was amazing. I got to interview like all the celebs. I mean, they, it was like, it was a rotating door of celebrities at Sirius. Like that was the thing. Like Sirius right. equals star fucker. You know what I yeah. mean? So it, that was like incredible. Like I got to know Selena Gomez really well and invited her to wow. my wedding. Um, Taylor Your Swift. Your first I, wedding. My first wedding. I interviewed Taylor Swift and I didn't know who she was because that's how early on it was. And she knew oh, wow. I didn't know who she was. And she was like really cool about it. Like, no, it was nothing if not professional. Justin Bieber was a dick mm. and I almost got fired over that interview, wow. but I didn't get fired then. They waited uh, f- 11 like years, years later, later then you got fire fired. Me. Um, and it was, I mean, it really was the coolest job ever. And I am really grateful because without Sirius, I really probably wouldn't even be in radio slash mm-hmm. audio, whatever, podcasting. But um, then they savagely fired me um, wow. on a Saturday when I was going to get an advertiser for the show. Mind you, I didn't make one penny from advertising ad sales, which we now know is so egregious. But anyway, so that was a dumpster fire. But while I was at Sirius, um, I... I was an identifiably straight girl. I mm-hmm. Cosmo, right? Cosmo. I, I like yeah. the girl that they picked to do their radio show had to be like the Cosmo girl, right? Like, giving tips on blowjobs, and I was just like, I hate blowjobs. I hate sex. I hate penises. Doesn't everybody else? Stop. And it, it was crazy. And so, of course, I was like dating in New York, and you know, living with my best friend. And so I ended up. I was out in the Hamptons one summer, and I met this guy. We're gonna call him Chad for yeah. this portion. And Chad was. You know, like, douchey cute. You know what I'm saying? And so he was, I had been dating, like, bad guys for so long. And, like, I never really was, like, that into any of them. And Chad, I was like, I have to stop dating drug dealers and start dating, like, adult people. You know, because... I'm just not feeling like the drug dealer thing is going to like go well for me in the long term. But we all go through a drug dealer phase. It's nothing to <laughs> to worry about. Nothing to be ashamed of. It's so true. So I remember like thinking this guy, I'm not like wanting to jump his bones, but like, do I ever want to jump anyone's bones? No. Right. And at some point it's just like, you know, comfort. Yes, exactly. And he was like so nice and such a gentleman and really was like a good guy. And I was like, I'm going to think with my brain and no longer like my heart or my vagina not that either one were really involved in the first place anyway um so we started to date and he was just like it was like a year and a half and then he proposed we moved in and then he proposed and I we just went through the motions once we were engaged shit hit the fan with his family and I was like oh my god like what am I doing I I tried to like postpone the wedding I was like this is going to be so bad the prenup we were fighting over the prenup we were fighting over everything it was just like I was fighting over religion it was out of control yeah but I just was like, well, you like how rude to cancel a wedding when everybody's already sent their gifts, you know? I, I couldn't possibly have manners. I was raised well. So right. <laughs> despite the fear, I went through with the wedding and thought, we'll figure it out after later. the wedding. And five years later, we got a divorce. Um, but I, remember what I said. It's all a part of a journey. It is a part of a journey because... After I got a divorce, I fell in love with my very, I, I only had one, my very cool lesbian friend. Mm-hmm. I was, I was so lame. I thought I was like, when I met, well, my now fiance Taylor. Yes, her name is Taylor. I'm Taylor. She's Taylor. I remember thinking <laughs> that 
like I'm so cool and woke that I have a lesbian friend. Now, mind you, this was like seven and a half years ago. So please right. don't come for me. So you can um, say dumb shit like that. Exactly. And think all the dumbest shit. So I actually thought she was straight when I first met her. I actually hated her when I first met her because she was tall and skinny and blonde. And her name was also Taylor. And she was the better Taylor. I could tell in two seconds. And I don't like that shit. So I was like, fuck this bitch. You're a big woman for for admitting that. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, she's... I'm definitely the ugly duckling of the relationship, and that no, is... No, you are not, but she just is, like, so sickeningly gorgeous. It's just it's not fair. very annoying. I, like, I, I vacillate between, like, pretending her body is actually mine. Oh, that works. And remembering it's not. <laughs> so when you were... And you ended up being at Sirius for 11 years. You had a huge yeah. show. Like, huge it show. Was big. Got fired. Boom. Done. Toast. Canceled. Yes. And... Then you just kind of picked up the pieces and started your own radio show. And that's what you've been doing over the last three years. And why I really wanted you to come on this week is because, you know, we're all in this space. It's we don't have a serious XM like we're all doing it right. ourselves. And so you had tried different platforms and you finally now landed on Patreon, which I'm a huge proponent of Patreon. We've had so yeah. much success with it at the toast. I think it's an amazing platform. I like love that a lot of creators aren't on it yet because it's not oversaturated. And the, the people who subscribe to our Patreon, like it works. Like the, it's just a good platform for people like us. And I'm so excited that your show now finally moved. You also do a daily show. You do yes. Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, daily show. It used to be so after Sirius fired me, I basically found a network that could kind of do like, it was like live streaming radio. Mm-hmm. So I basically was like, get the show back that was taken from you. Cause it was truly taken. It was taken yeah. from me and the whole audience. They didn't even give me a goodbye show. It was like pretty savage. So that, that was crazy. That it was, it, it was crazy. And I had to go like radio silent, pun intended, um, <laughs> for like months because I was in, you know, contract, um, situation with them where they were saying I could, my non-compete said with Sirius, I couldn't work for a year in audio. That wow. included podcasting. I actually had a deal with CBS, like right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, Stassi made it. a, Stassi made a call for me. Cause she was oh, like, wow. yeah, she was like captain save a hoe. Thank God. Right. And cause I call her hysterically crying. And then she was like, I mean, I was about to call you guys and try to uh, talk about coming over to the old place as well. Verizon, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that shit hit the fan and I was like, I, Claudia can't help me now. No, I know. I'm like, <laughs> girl, like I need your help. I'm canceled too, but in a much worse way. Oh my God. I literally, I got your point where I was like, am I, do I have like the opposite of like, am I, like the Medias, what, what's it called? Touch? I was like, does everybody Midas, like, Midas. Midas. I'm like, is, am I, I'm turning to shit and all my friends around me, I'm like spreading <laughs> the shit out. No, 2018 was a very hard year for both of us. Oh my God. But then my lawyers, um, Marty and Larry, it's the only way to go. They Agreed. were both like, they were if like. If your lawyer is not named Marty, I don't want it. And he, and curly they were like, hair and old. Oh yeah, and they got me. Um, they got it down to three months because it was okay. it was bullshit. And that's when I launched the Taylor Strecker show. Still the same name on the Patreon relaunch, but I I, I launched it three years ago on this platform called DNR. So, right. So now and it was like, live radio. It was eight right. to ten a.m. So now we're more of kind of like a pre-recorded situation. But so now you just like. It, it it's hard and now you're what like three years out from that like completely rebuilt your own show moved yeah. it to patreon like it's really like a I, f- I feel a story of success and i think something a lot Thank of people you. especially after this year can relate to just like being so down on your luck and having to just make the best out of what you have so mm-hmm. i'm so excited that you're here i hope that any toaster who loves this episode will subscribe to taylor's patreon it's premium i listen to her show all the time she's insane like truly fucking insane <laughs> and i just think it's a great you know a moose-bouche before the toast. Thank you, girl. Yeah, you guys definitely... The episodes are, are out like 
first thing in the morning. Like if yeah, you wake you're up better at, like at five, that than us. Like we are, we keep with COVID. No. Like we're like 11, 12. I like that. No, no, no. I like that. But I have to do it because I'm morning radio. That's like right. where I'm, I'm, I'm like grandfather um, bear. We're the morning toast and our episodes come out at noon. Like <laughs> for millennials, you're more, it's you're your brunch show. Yeah. <laughs> But so Taylor is here with us. We are going to dive into Fast Five, get her takes on all yes. the drums. And yes. because today's Wednesday, we're also going to do Dear Toasters with Taylor, which I'm actually really excited about. Dear Toasters is our weekly advice segment. And, you know, Jackie and I have really lived like the same life. So we kind of have the same feelings about everything. Right. And I feel like you could offer a fresh perspective to some of our toasters in need. As an older, late in life lesbian, I absolutely could. A hundred percent. So I, I think without further ado, it's time to jump into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> and today's episode is brought to you by a brand new sponsor that is a toaster owned business. So everybody listen up and welcome to Hello Ruby. We would be remiss, devastated and heartbroken if we didn't tell you about today's extra special sponsor founded by a toaster named Jill. She started her own woman's boutique called Hello Ruby, which is of course named after her labradoodle Ruby, which is so effing cute. She started a fashion truck in Nebraska and she's now expanding into an online shop shipping to toasters nationwide. It's super easy to shop online at shophelloruby.com or through their Instagram at Hello Ruby Truck. The clothes are affordable and they always sell out fast. So when it's Gone, it's gone. Hello Ruby posts new arrivals weekly, so it's a great shop to have notifications on so you don't miss out on their dresses, sets, tops, jewelry, accessory, and more. I've been running around town in this sickening sweatshirt she sent me. It says cheers on it. It's super toasty and it's so comfortable. Um, the clothes are affordable. Keep that in mind. And you're supporting a small toaster business, Hello Ruby. Anytime you shop, you can use the code toast for 15% off your order with free shipping at shophelloruby.com. There's no limits to how many times you want to use the code and you can use it anytime you shop. They also have a special going on for toasters when you use the code TOAST and spend $50 or more, you'll receive a custom friendship bracelet that says TOASTER on it. And I got mine in the mail last week. It's the cutest thing ever. It just says TOASTER with all these little beads. So if you use the code TOAST at shophelloruby.com, follow them on Instagram, use the code, get a free bracelet, and just get sickening clothes from a sickening toaster. We love that's to see it. That's fucking awesome. I know. I'll send you a bracelet. It's so cute. Please. please okay. Do. So this first story like kind of has the world shook because anytime Pete Davidson you know, farts like the girls freak out. Yes. So according to page six, Phoebe Diniver, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, excuse me, yep. Yep. was spotted um, after the Pete Davidson romance rumors. Bridgerton star Phoebe Diniver has been spotted out and about for the first time since rumors swirled of her potential romance with SNL funny man Pete Davidson. The 25-year-old actress was photographed attending a pre-production meeting in Greater Manchester, England on Tuesday for her latest project. So there's really no story here other than the fact that she was paparazzied, but it's just a platform for me to talk about this relationship and, Absolutely. and preach about how I feel it's unfair. Okay, so Phoebe is... I actually met Phoebe years ago when really? probably... What? Because I was hosting Younger, the after show, and she. she oh my God! Yes, she's, she's Josh's Irish girlfriend. Pregnant, right? Yeah. Wait, I always get scared. Yes, pregnant. I, I, because I, I'm so far ahead. I always get scared that I can't say things. But oh yes, my God! So she, but so yeah, so so she's pregnant. Josh's girlfriend, the whole thing. She's oh my God, I forgot. A, she's a total adorable button of a human being. You know, like That's I feel like good. when you see people on screen. Like they sometimes are like they vibe different in person, but she holds up like what you see is what you get. She yeah. is like too cute for words. And I just don't know. Does I mean, does Pete Davidson have like a magical dingling? I do not understand That's what Ariana Grande said. Like she when she said that about him, 
I don't know if she, it was intentional or not, but like she made him the most desirable man in America. Do you, okay, so do you think it's the Ariana Grande effect or do you think, I actually know, this is crazy. So back at Sirius, sorry to keep being like an old person back in my day, <laughs> back at Sirius, when I, um, I had a, my first rotation of co-host, Carly Aquilino from Girl Code. Oh my God, I totally forget about that part of Pete Davidson's yes, life. Yes, yes, she was a co-host. So I got to know her. She was like every week on with me for like over a year. So I, I really got to her. know Carly. I love her. Talk about a button. He's got, yeah. he's got a type and it's a tiny little miniature person you'd stick in your pocket red hair. pocket yes and oh her oh she had that God. fire engine red hair but she's always changing her hair color yeah she is so cute and so funny and they were comics that's how they met and he started to like really rise up and was like kind of a dick oh and but you know what they I've, I've always kind of admired how i believe that they're still friends she had a now. role in king of staten island a small role which was his yes. movie which was like obviously he you know wanted to collaborate with her and even though that's like one of the couples he's had like so many lives i forget about like the cassie david of it all totally um, yeah she was recently, after carly she was right, after carly after ariana grande he was like the most desirable man in america kate beckinsale like he just so had bizarre. it all yeah and so personally i'm not like a pete davidson you know stan i don't he's not really my type i do understand like the obsession and for me it's just like I don't think it's fair that Lady Bridgerton just like gets to be with Pete Davidson and then oh. also, you know, Simon from Bridgerton. Like you can't have it all, girl. Like leave some for the rest of us. Oh, that's why you're I, I'm mad that he keeps getting these girls. It's like how? In what oh, world? No, I'm not mad about that. I'm Do mad that like eyeballs? this one girl, she gets everyone. Like let leave some for the rest of us. <laughs> oh god. I feel like he Remember when someone said he had butthole eyes? That wasn't nice, but it did make me laugh. It wasn't nice because it's a medical um, then I decided that it made me not laugh again. Right. And our, it was like a, and I was just erased crazy. that I said it. No, because what happened was like somebody said it on like a Barstool sports podcast or whatever. It was Barstool. And was Ariana Barstool. Grande like replied really to them mad. being like, that is so mean. I believe he has Crohn's and, and it has something to do with his Crohn's. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So don't quote me on that, but it was like a medical thing. And that just, that was such a crazy time in the world. Like when Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande were like the, the world was unbalanced. I will say I was like obsessed with the fact that I thought he was significantly less attractive than his partners. And it made me angry because I felt like it was like a misogynistic, I don't know, just like, um, ju just, it really summed up like the world that we live in, like the King of Queens, like really yeah. he gets re like Lisa Remini, like that's like, or Leah Remini. It's like, that's not fair. That's it's a like hilarious comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin James and Leah Remini. Like, I didn't know where you were going with that. It, but, I call it the king of queen syndrome. No, that's actually really good. Like it, it just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. But I will say that. I love over, Leah Remini, by the way. She's a queen. Over the years, Pete Davidson has very much grown on me. I definitely think it was the Ariana Grande effect worked for real. I fell in love with that sweetener album and then like fell in love with their love because I felt like the whole album was about their love. And then three seconds later, she wrote a breakup album. I was very confused about timing and publicity <laughs> yeah. and was very distraught. But I actually, after I saw that movie, I was on a flight and I watched um, The King of Staten Island and actually he's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, it was cute. And the thing is with funny guys, it's like you don't always have to be the most handsome to no. be the most attractive. Like when you are in comedy, like your personality and your your wits like just make you funnier. I mean, sorry, make you cuter. It's true. But like, does that work for us? Like if um, I'm really I don't know, funny, do I get I'm prettier? the funniest bitch alive and I should be like Giselle, but no one's treating me like Giselle. So no, it doesn't work for us. Same. And that's why I'm going to still fight the good fight. Well, Phoebe Denever, what, uh, Denver, I'm sorry. I don't um, know how to say her last name and I Phoebe, said it wrong to her face. <laughs> Phoebe D. 
Phoebe D. Phoebe is literally she's gonna be like the biggest movie star. Like she's gonna be like ever, ever because she's so gorgeous. She's so talented, and Bridgerton was so big. And now with this, like I just I see big things for Phoebe D. Me too. I like Phoebe D. I'm rooting for her. She's also set to star in the new Sky original biopic, The Color Room, where she will portray ceramic artist Clarice Cliffin. Never heard of her, but that should be interesting. Interesting. I wonder how much she's getting paid. I know. Like, I'm, I mean, she definitely made a lot of money because Netflix like pays out the ass, but she was relatively unknown before that, except right. for younger. Like, she wasn't that recognizable. I'm, I'm really happy for her, but like, she just needs to. My, my takeaway here is like, leave some, some cuties for the rest of us. <laughs> Stop taking them all. She's greedy. <laughs> In the words of Ariana Grande, I'm so greedy, <laughs> so greedy. All right, next up. This has to be the dumbest story I've ever heard in my life. Also from page six. The Real Housewives of New York cast is not surprised Bethany Frankel orchestrated her engagement news the same day that their trailer dropped for the new season. You know I hate Bethany, right? So I'm here for the story. I'm here for the story. Okay, so this is what page six says. The Real Housewives (laughs) of New York aren't putting their happiness on pause for Bethany Frankel's marital bliss. Members of the reality show's current cast were miffed at former member Frankel on on Tuesday as they suspected that the skinny girl mogul timed news of her engagement to be released on the same day Bravo dropped the season 13 trailer of Real Housewives of New York, a source is telling page six. Quote, They were all confused why she's still obsessed with Real Housewives of New York and would orchestrate her engagement news to come out the same time as the trailer for the show. Bethany is just being her petty self, but she can't take away the cast's happiness or how hard they worked during this season during the coronavirus pandemic. However, an insider close to Frankel pointed out that Frankel never confirmed any engagement news herself. The paparazzi took photos and spotted the ring. So I think this is the dumbest story of all time. I know you hate Bethany and I really need you to try and take that, like try and be unbiased here. I can't. Why? Because like literally Bethany is her own star. She does not need to keep competing. She left the housewives by choice. Like she's not losing sleep. Like, and you know, I can literally hear Ramona, Ramona planted this story. Like I can hear Ramona so vividly in this narrative, like thinking everything's about her. Totally. Here's the thing. I believe Bethany to be a great reality TV personality. I believe her to be very successful and very wealthy and very aspirational. I also believe her to be a monster person with no soul, a dumpster person, if you will. And I believe that I really think that she is a petty person. And I think that no matter how famous she is and how successful she is, she's probably constantly torturing herself because she's so competitive and measuring herself on like her actual failures. And she might, although, and I'm with you, she left housewives. It's not a failure. But here's the thing. There are some people there that are so dark and I believe her to be one that it's like, even if they choose to leave, they don't want the show to survive because it threatens their ego. Like they need to know that it was them, that they are the star. You know, so I think there is some of that with her. That's actually a really interesting take. I don't agree, but I'm definitely that type of person. Like if I leave something like it needs to fail, you know, like, so you just pinpointed like a character trait in myself that I didn't know I currently possessed. That's what I'm here to do. I really do think, though, I think that there's something with that. And also, Bethany is the queen of page six. The queen. I know, but, like, first of all, she was paparazzi. Like, 
And if you because she calls them, if you look at her Instagram, because I, I was know just for looking because it's saw her house. Her last like three photos, she's like kind of wearing a ring, and you could like see it. Like nobody pointed out she wasn't like really hiding it. I don't know. I just I don't think that lions don't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. Bethany is right. the lion here, in my opinion. New York is like a floundering franchise. It's still popular, of course, but yes. it hasn't been as popular or as good since she left. I'm gonna need you to stop coughing. Like we are doing a podcast. Turning my microphone off. Oh, you're turning your microphone <laughs> off. Okay, sorry. Okay, no one can hear. I was like, this bitch is literally fucking coughing on my show. Like, I've, I had COVID. Okay, <laughs> you, okay, fine. You are living in post-COVID life. That's fine. Like, fine. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't know you were turning your mic down. I apologize for reprimanding you. No one heard it. Okay. Um, but back to the story, I just don't believe it. But you do, and that's fine. I just think that Bethany <laughs> is like living her best life. And I really don't think she cares. Like, she's super popular right now. Like, she has all these things going on. Her podcast is widely successful. Um, she has HBO Max shows. In the, like, she's just, like, a lot going on. No, she really does. I mean, I, I, I think her success is um, very admirable. I will give her that. A hundred percent. And it's not like it, the announcement came on premiere day. It literally was the day that the trailer dropped. Like, nobody... Only, like, hardcore fans watch the trailer. It's not... It wasn't this big insult to Ramona, although I do believe Ramona really sees it that way. I don't think she's lying about how she feels. Oh, yeah. Ramona's delusional world is real to her. We've got to take a trip to Ramona's delusional world because it sounds like an amazing place to live. (laughs) Although Ramona did call it when she said, Bethany doesn't support other women. She did. Oh, my God. You are such a (laughs) Bethany hater. I love Bethany. And I've heard... Did you see my... Did you see my Bethany tweet on my Instagram? (laughs) Happy International Women's Day to everyone but Bethany Frank. I actually did see that, and that was a great tweet, especially coming off the heels of her Meghan Markle stupidity. That was so <laughs> bizarre. So I have to stand by my word. I actually I love stand by my Instagram. how you crack yourself up so much. It's like one of my favorite things like about you. <laughs> I figure if no one else is laughing, I, I better be laughing. Yeah, no, and it's like all you need to do is hang out with yourself. Pretty much. Pretty Um, much. Okay, this next story is so bizarre. Have you seen this like viral internet cinnamon toast crunch thing? Okay, I saw something about a meme with Taylor Swift uh, with cinnamon toast shrimp. What's going on? So I don't know about what Taylor Swift thing you're talking about, but here's the story. E! News is going to break down the the whole cinnamon toast crunch shrimp tail debacle for anyone who doesn't know. It's like the weirdest thing to happen on the internet. Twitter users are eating up the story of how Jensen Karp unexpectedly found something fishy inside his bag of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I love a pun. Oh, (laughs) The L.A.-based podcaster, whose wife is Daniel Fischel from Boy Meets World, Topanga. No. Yeah. I've got stories. (laughs) Oh, my God. Of course you do. (laughs) He claimed he found two sugar-coated shrimp tails in his bag of cereal and has been sharing his disturbing experience with fans on Twitter. On Monday, he posted a picture of what he alleged are pieces of shrimp that he found inside the cinnamon toast crunch bag he (laughs) bought at Woodland Hills Costco in California. Jensen tagged the brand and wrote, um, at Cinnamon Toast Crunch, why are there shrimp tails in my cereal? To prove he was serious, he added, this is not a bit. He wrote, I'm looping in at General Mills because I'm genuinely nervous I will never eat or sleep again without answers. (laughs) The Cinnamon Toast Crunch account responded to say, we're sorry to see what you found. We would like to report this to our quality team. They also offered to replace his box with a new one. And he responded, guys, I'm not sure I'm ready for another box. 
At this point, the sh- at this point in the shrimp tale, Seth Rogen entered the chat. The comedian wrote, you win, to which Jensen replied, Seth, define win. Later in the day, the brand announced, after further investigation with our team that closely examined the image, it appears to be an accumulation of cinnamon sugar that sometimes can occur when ingredients aren't thoroughly blended. We assure you that there's no possibility of cross-contamination with shrimp. However, Jensen was not pleased. He posted two more close-up images of his fishy friends and said, After further investigation with my eyes, these are cinnamon-coated shrimp tails, you weirdos. I wasn't all that mad until you now tried to gaslight me. This post has more than 100,000 likes. Wow. The podcast host mused to his followers, imagine a universe where I'm like, yuck, these are shrimp tails. Then I re-examine them a few hours later and realize, nope, they are just accumulations of sugar. So now the internet is like in a tizzy looking at these photos. They are 100% shrimp tails. Like there's no, like you can't convince me otherwise. Are they shrimp tails with like a little bit of the meat still in it or are they like sucked out? No, it's like the the tail end of the tail. Like, you know, the, crisp, the tail end of the tail. It's like flaky. Oh God. It's really sick. Interesting. I mean, are there any people that don't believe him? If you see a picture, like you have to believe it. But this guy, I don't know like what he does or if he works in comedy, but he's so funny. Like he keeps tweeting at General Mills. Like he will not let the saga die because he feels like they're gaslighting him. I actually, my first thing was I was like, oh, him and Topanga are looking for some press. I know. However, right? However... I do the fact that he used the term gaslighting because th- there's nothing more frustrating than something happening and then the person that did it to you denying it. It's the worst feeling in the world. And so I actually believe his incessant tweeting is because he feels so wrong. He feels so he's gaslit. Like, he's like Phoebe found the what in her? What she found the finger in her? Are you talking about friends? Friends. What did yeah. she find? You were. Remember she, who, who found the finger in the food? Somebody, it was, it was like a, oh, it was like a, I think it was a severed finger and finger in like a Coke or something, a Diet Coke. Okay, like I've like seen every episode of Friends and I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I mean, sometimes I dream things and make them up and think that they actually happen. So this could be one of those cases. But I swear, I think that there was like a finger one. And didn't she become like a millionaire because like the brand didn't want it like to get out. There was a finger and Are the Coca-Cola about the or something. Show Friends with like Lisa Kudrow and Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about like the shirt you're wearing. The what? Yeah, like the shirt. The shirt I'm literally wearing, wearing a friend's t-shirt right now. Hello? There, Phoebe becomes a millionaire? What the fuck are you talking about? No, she ends up like, it ends up falling through. Like she loses the can or something, you know, some Phoebe thing happens. But like, I swear to God, I remember this. Okay, I have to Google it. Like, what? <laughs> what is the premise? I feel like we are not speaking the same language. Like, <laughs> I literally don't understand what you're talking about. There was an episode of Friends where somebody, I think it was Phoebe, found like an appendage. I believe it was a finger and I think it was a Diet Coke. Maybe it was a box of popcorn. I don't know. But it was like a thing. Okay. I don't remember. And and if you're right, like the Friends community is going to come after me because I'm like a Friends encyclopedia. But I have literally no. I know you are. I have no recollection. That's why I'm questioning myself. Wait, wait, wait. Friends finger episode. There's no such thing. Like I'm telling you. I swear to God, I mean, I'm kind of like somebody, like, I'm like, I'm like your grandmother. Like, I don't really, like, remember something that somebody has told me yesterday. Oh, but, like, I remember same. things vividly from the past. Yeah, but um, I also make things up from the past. I also make things up from the past, Are you too. finding anything on Google? Because I bet you're not. Friends, Fen, the one with the thumb. 
The one with the thumb. That's the name of the episode. Okay, and what's and the premise? There's also one called Friendly Finger. Um, the one with the font. I'm, I'm trying to find Wikipedia. Like, if I'm wrong, I'll be so embarrassed, like dead ass. Um, Phoebe struggles to get rid of all the free money she's receiving, including $7,000 from a soda company when she finds a separate thumb in her drink. Wow. Oh Fuck. You're right. It, it was episode in the third episode of the Friends first season. Oh, okay. 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 Oh my God. The Friends. I might have to delete this part of the podcast because I'm so wrong <laughs> and like I'm embarrassed because I am the number one Friends fan in the world, but clearly I'm not. You are. <laughs> I'm actually not. <laughs> I'm happy for you that you like Googled it and you got justice for yourself. <laughs> That's thinking you get edited out. <laughs> no, it's literally being edited out right after we hang up. <laughs> okay. So where do I pick up? Well, I don't even know. What, oh, we were talking about Cinnamon Toast Crunch story. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like maybe he's trying to like, I don't know, like he, he wants money for it, which he deserves to get. That's gross. You yeah. Know? No, by the way, there's tons of stories like that. Like, do you remember that um, hockey player who found a full blown chicken head in his bucket from Buffalo Wild Wings? The picture is the crazy, <laughs> the beak. It's the craziest thing. Don't Google it. It's Ugh. disgusting. Like there's so many stories like that. Like somebody in Wendy's found a finger instead of a French yep. fry. Like, yep. Oh, oh. So, so this stuff happens. So and when and those happens, people get paid, those people get they paid. Get, they get paid. So I feel like not only is he expecting them to be like, "Oh my god, dude, we're so sorry." Like, let's give you a check. Instead, they start to like deny him his truth. That would infuriate me too. Yeah, no, he was looking for his like big money moment, and instead he just got gaslit. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I can't believe it's Topanga's husband. That's for me the wildest. The I was at her twist. first wedding. What? I was at her first wedding. I was at her first wedding and got hammered and like got really weird. I mean, he didn't do anything weird. I got really weird with Jonathan Taylor Thomas because he was there. Okay, wait, start from the beginning. <laughs> start from the beginning. Why were you at her wedding? When I worked at Cosmo Radio, she <clears throat> came on the show all the time and there was like a point in time where she was talking about like getting her own radio show like in the mm -hmm. afternoon. So that, that's kind of how I got to know her. And she was like into Cosmo Radio, like a fan. So she was a fan of my morning show. And then also this guy, Patrick, Patrick who dated Stassi. Stassi. Yes. She, Topanga had like a, a, a little mini crush on Patrick for a what, moment what in time. An and interesting Patrick, factoid. Yep. And he was one of my very good friends, how I met Stassi. Right. So that's kind of, but her and I kind of just like stayed in touch over the years and we like went to the sew house and had lunch together and we had like the best time. We were like kindred spirits. I'm like, we're yeah. best friends. And then she invited me and husband, my ex-husband, to her wedding. Huh. It was kind of like one of the, you know, like, you know, when you get an invitation, you're like, oh my God, I didn't expect to be invited, but this is gonna be the best thing ever. Literally happened to me yesterday. No, tell. Yeah. No, I just um, got invited to a wedding that I just haven't spoken to this person in a really long time. I love them dearly. Um, right. But, you know, COVID changes things. Everyone, like, I didn't get invited to a bunch of weddings this last year that I probably would have if it were a normal year, which yes. is because of COVID. And it's important for me to say I'm not mad. I actually hate weddings. Yeah. Unless it's, like, people I love dearly, like family and very, very close friends. I will respond no to most weddings. Like, I just don't like going to weddings. Um, but it's just, like, so nice when someone wants you at their festivity. It's an honor to be invited. It's such an honor. So Wasman and I got out to LA and we went to the wedding and it was so fun. Where was and it? It was like downtown LA in like a huge like cathedral space type wow. of thing. Do you watch, you watch Selling Sunset? Yes, of course. 
I swear to God, where Christina, Christine Quinn got married was, I, 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 it, like, she got in the newer one, but, like, right. this was, like, maybe, like, eight years ago. But I swear to God, it was the same location. It was, like, a big-ass chapel. Big-ass chapel, indoor-outdoor, like, huge cathedral ceilings, like, you know, like, like colored lights everywhere. Yeah. It was like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then an In-N-Out truck came, and we were all, like, wasted. Uh. And JTT was there, and I was like, this is my moment. He is my man. And he did not like it at all. Oh, he did not like upsetting. me. He did not like it. He did not think I was cute and or funny. Um, you oh my God. not funny? <laughs> but I've just remembered that night, husband and I were seated at a table with this very nice lesbian couple from New York City, and I was obsessed with them. Oh my God! Foreshadowing early on. Foreshadowing. Um, I'm going to dive into our fourth story, but not before letting everyone know about another sponsor of today's show, BetterHelp. Yes. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know I personally struggle with anxiety and crippling self-doubt, but that's just me. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist where you can start com communicating in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. Their service is available for clients worldwide where you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website, read the testimonials, they're posted daily, and you can really see the impact that BetterHelp has on millions of people. Visit BetterHelp.com toast, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Morning Toast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash toast. It's never a bad time to take control of your mental health. Never. I uh, love a therapist. Me too. You're my therapist oh. sometimes. Oh, you're my therapist sometimes. Um, this next story I I'm like so happy about. I'm like nervous because I have a feeling you don't like this person. I just have a feeling like about it. Okay. Okay. Taylor Swift and her mom, Andrea, donate $50,000 to a mother of five who lost her husband to COVID. Oh. Taylor Swift and her mom, Andrea Swift, are giving back to a family in need. The 31-year-old singer and her mother gave a joint donation of $50,000 on the GoFundMe page for Vicky Quarles, a mother of five whose husband, Theodos, died of COVID-19 this past summer. The family's fundraising goal was 50000 and thanks to the Swift's donation, they have surpassed it. Daquanda Smith, the organizer of the GoFundMe page, shared an update from Vicky thanking the Cardigan singer and her mother for their generosity. Words cannot express how incredibly grateful I am for all the kind and caring people who have made donations in support of me and my five daughters, she said. I would like to especially say thank you to Andrea and Taylor Swift for your thoughtfulness and generosity from our home state of Tennessee. She went on to share that the Swifts had sent her a sweet personal note that warmed her heart. The road ahead will definitely not be the same without Theodis, but with each day I am humbled and anchored in hope that I can continue to raise the girls to be as compassionate and caring as all of you. She concluded, thank you so much. So I live for Taylor Swift. Like it's, she gave us great news today. I won't go into it because I know you're not a Swifty, but we got great. Are you going to say something? I 
not not I mean I'm not as swift as swifty as you but I'm I love her I think she's oh. great I don't know I why I just her. felt like you hated her Mm-mm. no 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 I didn't know her. I, I wasn't a big fan and I didn't know who she was when I, I the first time I interviewed her but just based on that experience alone I would be a fan of hers no matter what right. forever she's just she seems like I think there's some things that she does that I've not over the years been a hundred percent here for but overall I think she's like fucking awesome okay good I'm so glad I love this story she gets like anytime Taylor Swift does something there's some sort of backlash and especially when it comes to philanthropy she yeah. always does philanthropy like very low-key she's not she just like Posted on a GoFundMe, like literally put $50,000 on her credit card. Like she didn't make like a whole big check, you know, local news thing. I just live for her. I think, I mean, this is a terrible story I hadn't heard about. Um, There's millions of stories like this now because of COVID, but a mother of five losing her husband. It's so sad. I love Taylor. I love her mom. I love that they did this. I love that they did it secretly and it became a big news story just because like it literally was on GoFundMe, $50,000 from Taylor and Andrea, like just two regular people. So it became a story because it's, (laughs) It's newsworthy, but not because she's like out, you know, being so like, look what I did. Exactly. No, she's like the real deal. But you the know what? The real deal. Even if she was out, I I don't mind. Like, I feel like we shame people who are like public with their donations. They're still donating. I know. Well, I mean, I know the whole Kylie Jenner thing. Well, so that's also too. what I was going to say. We spoke about that yesterday on the show coming off the yeah. heels of this whole stupid like GoFundMe $5,000 thing. Like it does make Kylie look kind of bad. <laughs> It does. It does. But I do like there was a part of me when I first read the headline that I was like, yeah, maybe she should give him more. But like, isn't it better to give like, let's not like shame people for giving because then it's like because I think that that's a big thing when it comes to especially charity. It's like, well, I'm, if I can't give enough, I shouldn't give it all. It's like, no, right. every little bit helps. So but also, you know, Kylie explained herself when I saw the headline, too. I'm like, damn, that doesn't look good. But when uh. then when Kylie explained herself, she logged on to the GoFundMe, the the goal they were trying to hit was 10,000. They already had 6,000. So Kylie gave five to put them at their limit and like a little bit that over. So it's like, sense. and she just put the, it on her story to, uh, to share the news. Like and it wasn't this whole conspiracy to get her followers to pay for her ex makeup artist surgery. Like it's so stupid. Like, so yeah. that's where like the news makes drama where there's no drama. Yes. No good deed goes unpunished. That's the epitome of that. But I'm really happy to see Taylor getting the respect she rightfully deserves after years of being disgraced by the media. And it's just never, ever, ever a bad time to be a Taylor Swift fan. I love her. I love her. And I love what she did with Scott Borchetta. Fuck you, Scott Borchetta. She really liked you. Oh, girl. I, yeah, I could, I stand her silently, but I do. I know. And it's just like, the bane of my existence is just like realizing the the way we talk as a society about Taylor Swift versus how we yeah. talk about other artists, mostly male artists. Yes. It's so misogynistic. Yes. And like she really so. is she is what Ramona Singer would consider a woman who truly supports other women. <laughs> she really is. She truly is. She walks the walk. Unless that woman is Kim Kardashian. Oh, well, I mean, th- you know, those are those are deep wounds. Yeah. And I can't get into it because it's really like a a sensitive spot for me. I wrote about it even in my book because (laughs) available at girlwithnojob.com slash book. Um, because those are like my two Queens and I just can't even, I can't even, let's just move. If you had to pick, if you had to pick, can't (laughs) literally can't would would rather like, what what are my options? Jump off a bridge or I'm jumping. (laughs) Um, okay. Fifth and final story is news that probably doesn't surprise anyone. Most, mostly me. According to the New York Times, Ellen DeGeneres loses a million viewers after the apology for her toxic workplace. 
So when Ellen DeGeneres returned from a summer hiatus to open the 18th season of her daytime talk show in September, she came armed with an apology. Quote, I learned that things happened here that never should have happened. She said, I take that very seriously. I want to say I'm so sorry to the people who were affected, yada, yada, yada. Viewers did tune in for her apology. Her season opener this year had the highest ratings for an Ellen premiere in four years. And then people tuned out. Ellen has lost more than a million viewers since September, according to the research firm Nielsen, averaging 1.5 million viewers over the last six months, which is down from her average of 2.6 million in the same time last year. The decline has come at a time when workplace behavior in Hollywood has come under intense scrutiny against a backdrop of protest and social change. It is a startling Mm. step. Okay, New York Times is getting like all, you know. SAT word over here, but I can't even read the New York Times. I don't even understand it. No, the first two paragraphs had everything I needed. She went from an average of 2.6 to an average of 1.5. I do have to say, I think overall cable show ratings are going down. I don't know if I would blame all of this on her toxic workplace. Definitely a lot of it, but also take into account that it's been just like a weird year. Right. People's trends are changing. Cable ratings are over the last 10 years always going down plus down. Yeah. plus this scandal. So I think they're like making this a bigger story than it is. But it is interesting to see like a million an average. Like that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. I'm with you. I definitely think that they're kind of manipulating the statistics yeah. to their storyline, which is like, see, she's done yeah. because of what she did. But I think it's actually a lot to do with if none of that had even happened i think the ratings would still be down maybe not to this extreme amount but they'd be down regardless a hundred percent but this is just like so clickbaity but i would love to hear you know as a fellow host like what are your thoughts on the whole ellen thing you know the ellen thing's interesting and if and if i misspeak i apologize i think i know a lot but i know i don't know everything okay, okay? um you know it's complicated because I think sometimes like in business, we're different versions of ourselves and we are like personally, yes. right? And like, and, and like sometimes you have to be kind of tough in business and it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but like it needs to be done. Um, and also Ellen's very famous and interacts with a lot of people that remember her and she might not necessarily remember all of her interactions. Also, she set herself up by being the be kind girl right, because like, right. like, the, like, like then you, if you're anything but perfectly kind, you're a monster and you're off brand and you're a liar. So she really like, there was so much working against her, but I mean, listen, some of the stories are horrific and like she, like it's, it's fucked up to just mistreat people. Like the waitress who like, she like the nails food back to the nails and like, no, it's also fucked up because she literally blamed all of the backlash on like the people, like she said, it didn't come from her. It was like the workplace around her, but it's like, you know, it comes from the top. Of course it does. And also that's the thing too is in her and she sucks at apologizing, which is my least favorite quality in a human being. Like, I couldn't just agree pony more. up and say you're sorry, right? So I'm like 50% in and 50% out, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like I just feel like I think that we should take it seriously, but at the same time, like there are so many other egregious things going on around the world in businesses. Like, I mean, hello, Harvey Weinstein. Right. Like, Ellen is, I feel like she, people want to cancel her as hard as Harvey. And it's like, yeah, she's a fucking bitch with a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. But like, there is a spectrum of wrongdoing. And I don't think that she's at Harvey's level. Taylor, like, this is what we've been saying so much, especially in this last week with like the whole David Dobrik scandal. I don't know if you're caught up on it. I'm not. Whatever. Like he, you know, all of his sponsors are pulling out you know, his HBO Max series, his everything, because there was this investigation done that one of the members of the vlog squad, um, trigger warning had, you know, raped someone who was a part of David's vlog. David knew about it, made jokes about it, filmed like was there. I don't know. 
it was really toxic. And so many people are like, David Dobrik's a nice guy. Like, this is cancel culture. I'm like, actually, no. This is like a full-blown crime. Like, this is not right. at all. There is 100% a spectrum. And I agree. Like, okay, is Ellen the nicest person in the world? No. Should, you know, should she go to jail? No. She's just a mean person. Right. And all, right. even though it's not, that's not a crime. Exactly. And do you know how many, and I hate to go here, but do you know how many fucking guys are assholes uh-huh. in Hollywood? And it never, the, he's just a man in charge of his career. God forbid a woman pushes back, you know? Yeah. Well, again, I want to say, I do think Ellen's an extra contusaurus. <laughs> I, I totally do think, agree. <laughs> I do think that, like, uh, there's so many guys who, you know, my favorite like, example with fear. My favorite example is Alec Baldwin. Like, he yes. just skated by and... Yes. No one ever questions. Like, there are so many crazy things. First, the voicemail, you know, calling his daughter a pig or whatever. And I know that's personal. Okay, whatever. The beating up the paparazzi, being mean to everyone. And it's like, he's still the toast of Hollywood. He's on SNL. Like, everyone loves him. This whole hilarious scandal. He's just, like, untouchable. That would never happen to a woman. Never. Never in a million years. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um, So those were the Fast Five stories. And I feel as though you needed to know them. I feel much more well-rounded. Me too. So before I let you go, it's Wednesday. So we have to do our Dear Toaster segment, which is so much fun. And we always get really good insights from people all around. So I'm going to read a few uh, submissions. And you're going to do your best to give the best possible advice. Is that okay with you? I am in. Our Dear Toaster segment is brought to you by NewX. At NewX, our mission is to provide customers with the highest quality products at a reasonable price. So I have been into the CBD seen for a while. I've been taking Nuex, specifically the gummies and the shots for almost a year now. And it's one of my favorite CBD brands. They manufacture really premium products. The gummies are great tasting. Each gummy has 15 milligrams of broad spectrum CBD per gummy. They're vegan. If you care, they're made with all natural ingredients and they have no artificial flavors or sweeteners. I have found in COVID CBD to be such a joy. It helps me relax, helps me sleep. And I trust NuX. All of their products are USA grown hemp. They are lab tested and very reasonably priced. Some of these companies are out of control with their pricing, but NuX gets you the best quality for the best price. Their gummies, which is what I take, are under $10 and they're great for people who are looking for a fun way of taking CBD, maybe, you know, taking something sweet. The shots are great. It's 150 milligrams of caffeine and an energy blend with CBD. It's a two-ounce bottle, non-GMO, vegan. I like the mango flavor. It's a great alternative to coffee and, you know, people who want energy without the jitters. So NuX CBD is one of the greatest companies. Their products are so good. I've been using them for a long time. And if you want to check out some of their products, visit NuX.com. That's N-U-X.com to purchase some of their products and you can use the discount code toast for 20% off for a limited time. So again, that's nu-x.com promo code toast for a limited time. Make sure to check that out if you're into CBD or if you've been trying to get into CBD. Okay. Ready Taylor? Ready. I got three submissions for you. First up. Okay. Here's the sitch. My wedding was supposed to be last October, but we postponed it to this year because of COVID. I ended up having a small ceremony last year to make it official, but we are still having the big celebration in the fall. One of my bridesmaids has been hooking up with my college ex since January and just told me about it. I've known her since preschool, and I was obsessed with him from seventh grade through senior year of college. They both went to the same college, if that's even relevant. I don't want to throw away the friendship, but the more I think about it, the more mad and betrayed I feel. Talk about RDH. Even my husband agrees that I should be mad. Like, why is it now on me to forgive and move on when she could have just not done this? So my question is, should I hash it out with her 
and let it go, I need your help. This is tough because like weddings, you have to make like, you know, life decisions because your wedding is like one right. of the biggest days of your life. Yes. But if you're getting Unless married, you're like, like why do you get really divorced, care? Then it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the thing is, I it's lo- like if you're getting married, like why do you really care? Well, this is a thing. I mean, listen, it's tough because you kind of don't get dibs like once you've moved on. But there's also kind of girl code that it's like, just because something doesn't work out with a guy doesn't mean like if I had a friend date one of like there's an ex-boyfriend of mine. Like if one of my friends dated him, I'd be like, that is so fucked up. Like, because he's just mine forever, even though I don't want him anymore. And I'm a lesbian. I don't even want that that dick. It's like he is not he's not yours. You do not get to go near him. Um this is tough. I well, mean, the thing is, it's like, I can't really relate to this because Ben was my first boyfriend. Like, I don't really have like exes, you know? Right. Which is so weird. I do. And so I'm going to like, I'm going to let this girl know. I mean, like, we shouldn't say this, but we're allowed to feel it. Like, you're allowed to feel pissed off at this, especially. I, mean, I don't know. Listen. I don't agree. I know sisters where the one sister was dating a guy. The other sister are dating him secretly behind That's her back. because They were just a hookup. And the, and then the sister married the guy. So, <gasps> girl, and that imagine and having sister, had sex with your sister's husband. I'm n- I'm not 100 percent sure if the the first sister had sex with the husband, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. So That's I know sick. it's just wild. But like, but I remember the older sister would always say, "Well, he's my soulmate," and that right. was the argument. That makes so it acceptable. And and I always remember thinking, I don't. There's plenty of fish in the sea, though. No. <laughs> yeah. No. The sister thing is weird. That's not the same. But I don't know. I feel like once you get married, you kind of relinquish. Like, and I feel like if that if that were I Ben guess. and he was like mad at his friend for dating his ex, I would literally slap him so hard across the face, like the disrespect. We well, can't admit it to anybody. The disrespect. <laughs> Yeah, she definitely can't tell her husband how she feels. But she said she did, and her husband agrees with her. Like, it is wrong. Oh. There's weird things shit. here. I like their relationship. Yeah, it sounds like her and her <laughs> husband, like, are, you know, real team players. Yeah, and they're, true, like, so transparent. He supports her, even in her crazy thoughts that could hurt his feelings. But he's like, fuck my feelings. I love you. She has a great future I've had of her. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, look at your husband. He supports you even when you're being crazy. Like, focus on that. That's amazing. You got the right guy. That's I agree. The That's the message here. Okay, next up. Dear Jackie and Claudia. Well, Claudia and Taylor. I listen to your show every day. Never thought I'd be writing in for some sisterly advice from my sisters. A couple weeks ago, I noticed my boyfriend of four years acting weird, avoiding eye con- contact, going to bed early, etc. When I confronted him about it, he nearly broke down in tears and told me he had something to confess. After about 20 minutes of trying to get it out of him, he told me... <laughs> That earlier this year, at my dad's 80th birthday party, he and my brother went upstairs and ended up having sex. (gasps) Full-blown sex. I was alarmed on multiple levels. One, my boyfriend is straight who has never expressed interest in other men. Two, I couldn't believe that he would be so disrespectful to do this in my family's house. And three, the betrayal for my own brother may just be the most devastating part. Oh, this is going to break my heart. Oh, my my God. My brother knows that this is the man I want to marry. We've been together since college, and he's basically a part of the family. I've yet to confront my brother about this. I'm nervous, scared, heartbroken. I don't know how I can get past the betrayal of this magnitude from a family member. But I'm also not prepared to have a broken relationship with my only brother, who I've always been very close with. My boyfriend and I have decided to stay in our relationship and work through this, but I don't know if I can ever have them in the same room again. I feel like this is going to change the dynamic of my family forever. Should I even bring this up to my brother or just continue life as usual, pretending I don't know this happened? I don't want to fracture. 
I don't want to fracture my family over a drunken mistake. Thank you. Whoa. Wow. You are... Are you motherfucking Teresa? Yeah. How is she being so logical about this? I would be... I mean, I would... I threw my sister into the shower and broke the door over a pair of Uggs. Yeah. So what do you think I'd do to my brother if this were the case? No. I would go ham. Like, there's so many things I want to unpack here, but I feel like the first that maybe you maybe are avoiding is like, I feel like now that it's kind of out in the open, like you and your uh, boyfriend should have a conversation about where you stand, where he stands in his sexuality. Cause that's important for yes. you to know. Yes, absolutely. Because I think that there is a closeted, hello, me closeted <laughs> community of the gay community where it's like, you're in such denial that it's almost like, well, it doesn't even count. Cause it's not like I'm cheating on right. her with another girl. And it's like, well, like it, and listen, if you're okay with an open relationship, yeah. that's totally cool. But like, you need to really understand at length what you're signing up for, for a future with this guy, because you know, there is something to be said for, is he bisexual? Is he, you know, actually gay? Um, I just want you to make sure that you're not signing away your life to something that's like, it's it's not, you're not both seeing it from the same perspective. Right, where it's like a half-assed relationship because there's a part of him that he's hiding or that he doesn't even, you know, is, doesn't have the courage to work through yet. He might be scared to come out. Coming, yeah. I know from experience, coming out's really scary. Mm-hmm. So, but the fact that he had sex with your brother, who I, I think is out as gay. Well, that is, was not confirmed, but I have to assume. Okay. I'm going to make it the assumption yeah. is girl. That's wild. Um, yeah, I'm you know what? Class, I, but I, would I'm like, I would like to shift your perspective a little bit because in her writing to us, she said, I don't want to fracture my family over a drunken mistake. And I don't know if I would belittle it down to a drunken mistake because Me it's so much more than that. It's so layered. It's your brother. And I do think like you need to put equal amounts of effort into working this through. Like this is going to be really uncomfortable, like for a, for a while, but you don't give up on family. And if you're willing to work through this with your boyfriend, then you should be more than willing to work through it with your brother. Um, it's going to be really awkward, but I really feel like you should be hurt. It'll bother you your whole life. Like you, this is not something you get over. The thing though is I feel like she's so considerate about everybody else's feelings. Like girl, what about your feelings? Oh my God, that's a great point. Like you didn't once say like anything about yourself here. Like this is, this is actually like a really heartbreaking for for everyone. Like I can imagine how difficult it is for her boyfriend, like maybe struggling with these feelings, how difficult it is for her to get caught in the middle. But the only person I don't feel bad for is the brother. Yeah, the the brother's really, you're, and, and also listen, I'm not, I'm not saying I believe in like breaking up families, but you're allowed to get mad at your family when they disrespect you. Your brother yeah. really disrespected you. I kind of feel like your boyfriend did too. Yeah, um, 100%. Listen, and, and, and a drunken mistake is like your boyfriend goes out and hooks up with somebody that's a, a stripper. <sighs> right? That's a drunken mistake. Like, this is like, you know, this is, there's so much betrayal from so many angles and I don't know how you're so calm. Like I am being, I'm being dead ass when I say this. I really want you to, find a couple's counselor for you and your boyfriend and or your own counselor because you are so um, ready to just push down your own feelings mm-hmm. on this. Like I, you need to, you need to like use this opportunity. Like you've been very wronged by very many people that you trust and like you deserve to like live in your feelings and you're so concerned about not breaking things up. What? Nobody was concerned about you. hundred percent. That's such good advice. Like look out for I'm, number one here. Yeah, look out for yourself. I mean, yes, family's important, relationship's important, but you, your relationship with yourself, I am so like woo right now, but it is the no, most you're important 100% thing in the right. world. And if like, also you set a precedent with people being able, like with your boundaries and mm-hmm. you like have none. If this none. Is, if you're like, we're just gonna like act like nothing happened. It's like, oh my God, girl, that is gonna, 
cut to you at 50 with like a martini at eight in the morning, yeah. like, you know, like in all the pills. Up. It will eat you up. Like, I promise you, it will be your talking head. So deal with it now. And yeah. no, like, I mean, I know I'm like, who am I? But like, I fucking have your back 110%. Like, oh, I'm pissed for that's you. That's so sweet. No, that, I'm serious for her. I feel like this was a great um, submission for you because you kind of can speak to yes. that experience. Yeah, I can. Like, listen, I. I definitely was suppressing that I was a lesbian, mm-hmm. gay, whatever. I had no inkling whatsoever. And then when I met my now fiance, I was like madly like horny in love with her. And I was like, uh oh, something's happening. This is how happening. it should be. Exactly. And that's when I was like, oh yeah, checks. I hated dick. I like her, not dick. I guess I am a lesbian. But like it can be. So I have an empathy for struggling with sexuality. I've lived it. But like I didn't. <laughs> hook up with my right it doesn't give you a free pass to hurt other people exactly it doesn't okay so i would love i would love to hear an update um if you work this out and i'm really wishing you the best um on to our final submission dear claudia and taylor first of all i listen to y'all every day want to thank you for making my pregnancy during a pandemic more bearable my husband and i have been together for about six years now when we first started dating i met his mom almost immediately and we totally hit it off there was some weird only child only son stuff going on but i didn't think much of it well i immediately well immediately after we got engaged she went full-on bonkers kept trying to plan everything even tried to make our registry for us before we even set a wedding date i told her politely that i really wanted our registry to be a thing we did together as a couple and she called my husband asking if he was sure he wanted to marry me after the wedding yeah after the i just read a book called the mother-in-law like it's too pertinent after the wedding Okay. Uh, After the wedding, she sent me a text saying that I was passive aggressive and manipulative. She called oof. to tell me that I would never come between her and her son, and I was selfish to think that my wedding day was only about me. Oh, oh my God, I'm so PTSD. <laughs> she also left me out of his grandmother's obituary, post marriage, <laughs> etc. She's just the worst, but my husband consistently makes excuses for her, so I just try to grin yeah. and bear it. Flash forward to this year, I'm pregnant and we're planning to move to a city two hours away for his job. She naturally decides to leave her husband, not my husband's dad, um, and move to the city as well. But said it no. had, she said it had nothing to do with us. One week after moving in, I hear from my husband's aunt that she is telling everybody that I am horrible to her and she wishes her son had married his ex-girlfriend. Seriously? What the fuck? The weird thing is she is consistently texting me nice things and asking if I want to hang out. Her reasoning is that I never want to hang out with her and that's why she said it. My problem is that I cannot stop letting it consume me. I talk and think right. about it all the time. It's just so upsetting. Of and she wants of to take care of my daughter and I'm trying to do the mature thing and let let her when all she wants to wait. I'm trying to do the mature thing and let her when all of me wants to be withholding. Help. Yes. Signed, an obsessive toaster. P.S. Despite how it may sound in the letter, my husband is a precious gem of a man and very supportive. He just wants okay. us to find a middle ground. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the relationship between a wife and a mother-in-law is 100% incumbent on the husband. And a husband has to take that role of being the communicator, the, the, yes. the moderator. Like, and if yep. he, and he might be a precious gem of a man, but he has to take that role very seriously because the key to a successful uh-huh. relationship with your mother-in-law is having you tell your husband something or your, your partner and your partner telling the mother-in-law. Like, that's yes. how it works. Oh, yeah. yeah you, no, no, no. He sets the boundaries with her, yes. not you. And guess what? You need more boundaries. Yeah. So again, I'm going to say get couple therapist for real. <laughs> no, or just <laughs> communicate openly. Like you need to have a full infrastructure in place. Like when you have a toxic mother-in-law, which I am so thankful. I have like an angel of a mother-in-law. So I don't have a- advice per se, you know, from experience. But oh. I do know that like 
when it comes to in-laws, never have direct communication, especially when it's like about no. something hostile. I had toxic in-laws and I, I always say this. I mean, there was other factors like me being a lesbian, but <laughs> I really didn't know that. I That's really didn't factor. know it. I swear to God, I did not know that. Like, Wasman and I would have gotten divorced regardless of yeah. being with Taylor Donahue. So that's the truth. And like, I know his sisters love that I'm a, a big old lesbian because they get to be like, she was gay the whole time. But the truth is, and I said to him when we got divorced, honey, we are getting divorced because I can't with your family. And it's not you about the, the whole family lesbian business. thing. I know I really said to him, I didn't even know I was going to hook up with a girl when we were getting a divorce, right. you know, but I just, I really was like, I, cause I want him to know. I was like, if this is not you, but you need to find somebody who either your family fucking fully like adores and fits in with them, or you need to start working on how you're not going to repeat the same mistakes that you made in this relationship. Like I understand I am so hard hit. It's not like a mother-in-law, a sister-in-law, a father-in-law. It doesn't matter what in-law, but a family member that's like toxic. It can be really hard on your relationship. Mm -hmm. And again, you sound so amazing. You know, you're sticking yeah. up for your husband. And I, you listen, my parents, my, my, my dad, my paternal grandmother, my dad's mom was really mean to my mom. I grew up um, watching it and my parents are still together. Yeah. So it's absolutely survivable. Yes. Um, even though I ran away, um, like a little scared bitch, but <laughs> I will say it's, it is not easy. And the fact that she moved, girl, that's fucking, that's next level. Like that's like a level 10 mother-in-law issue. He just needs to say to her, he needs to figure out a way to like get a receipt and then be like, mom, you can't talk about my wife like this. She doesn't talk about you like this. Yeah. And I'm and sure he's the lovely and supportive, but you, he has to be a little bit more, um, I hate to use the word, but like confrontational and, and she'll, yeah. she'll respect it coming from him, but it's, she's made it very clear. She doesn't respect you. So right. your husband is now in charge. I'm sorry, but that's how it has to work. She has to be and yeah, he has to let it be clear that in order to be a part of your like family life, your nuclear family, she has to treat you with more kindness and respect. And that's the bottom line. And if she can do it, then it's all good. And if she can't do it, then there's going to be problems. It's really simple. Balls in her court. W wise words from Taylor Strecker. <laughs> Taylor, I've lived. by the way that was dear toasters if you ever want to write in feel free to email us dear toasters at gmail.com we will always keep it anonymous write in about anything we've had some weird ones and if you've written in and we've uh given you advice send us an update we love hearing from you guys mm. taylor i absolutely adore you you are the best Guys, Thank if you. you enjoyed this episode, check out The Taylor Strecker Show, Monday through Friday, patreon.com slash The Taylor Strecker Show. Um, mm -hmm. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. And I love you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you tomorrow. Jackie's back. Bye. Bye.